You're listening to What She Said, a podcast for creatives and new bloggers hosted by me, Lucy Sharif, freelance journalist and blogger living in So today's episode, I'm interviewing um, one of my favourite writers, Brenna, um, who runs the blog This Battered Suitcase. She's such an amazing travel writer. She Her storytelling and long-form writing is second to none, and I worship her blog. I love it. Um, she's also had a really, really interesting career, not just in blogging, but in influencer outreach, and she works with brands as, as well as bloggers. Um, she speaks at conferences and does consulting. Um, she's got a really loyal community, and she's grown it over time. If you're the sort of person that absolutely loves writing and is worried that they're not going to make a living from their blog because you write 2,000 word essays on something that can't neatly be categorised, then this is the episode for you because Brenna's your girl. Um, I really hope you enjoy it as much as I love chatting to Brenna. If you did, you can tweet both of us. Um, We'd love to hear from you. And please think about leaving a review for the episode because... Leaving a review is like gold dust to me. It means that other people can find the podcast and it's just a big old ego boost, really, let's face it. So (laughs) enjoy. Hi, Brenna. Hello. (laughs) Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. Um, Do you want to just go ahead and introduce yourself to anybody that doesn't know who you are um, and talk about your blogging journey, how you came to where you are now? Yeah, so my name is Brenna. Um, I run the blog This Battered Suitcase, and I have been blogging actually for 14 years, which is, um, yeah, and I think about that sometimes, and I think, number one, oh my God, what was I writing about back in 2003? (laughs) Like, I don't think I ever want to read it again. And number two, how am I not like the most successful blogger alive if I have a, <laughs> a track record of 14 years? But yeah. Um, You're pretty um, successful, eh? Hey? Well, I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing what I, I think and maybe what we'll be talking about throughout uh, today's podcast is, is really that, um, you know, you just keep learning and it's yeah. such, it's, it's an ever changing industry. And, and that's the thing, what I was doing in 2003 doesn't even really exist anymore. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, to go back to that. So I'm from Canada originally, and I first got into blogging on live journal, the platform live, wow. uh, live journal. And at the time in 2003, so I was living in Halifax on the East coast of Canada to go, um, to do my bachelor's degree. And all my friends were into blogging. Like we just, that's what we did. And we didn't really have, or maybe some people had MySpace, but it just wasn't, this was before Facebook and yeah. before Twitter and everything. So we just kind of used it as a way to upload photos. And I mean, back then I would have to take photos on my, um, oh my God, I don't even know how to say it anymore. Like not a digital camera. Oh my God. Yeah. Regular yeah. film camera. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For those, yeah. And then take that, get the pictures developed and then take them home, then scan them, upload them to photo bucket and then, put them onto a blog that way so I just want to point was, out at this at this stage that Brenna is not actually a 70 year old woman <laughs> <laughs> you're younger thank than you. I am <laughs> thank you for <laughs> you just did it all young okay, yeah well I was 19 at the time yeah there you go. and um and then so yeah I started um 
doing this and just writing and just really having fun with it and, and really enjoying it. And I kind of grew a little audience that way, you know, started off as friends. And then I don't even really know how people, I kind of forget how we used to find each other on live journal mm. and people would follow along. See, then in 2006, I went backpacking around Europe and at that point, so I was still using that live journal to record that trip and really talk about the trip. There weren't any photos uploaded. So it was just text, just paragraphs of like, hey, I'm in Switzerland or whatever. Um, but it's, you know, it's a fun thing to look back. That but diary I always, style. Yeah. Yeah. And just look back. And then um, I lived in Europe for a little while and I still was blogging this whole time. And then I moved to Japan in 2008, continued blogging. And I think in 2000. Eight is actually when I registered the name, this battered suitcase. And then I kind of made the switch to Blogspot. I also traveled for two years yeah. in between through Southeast Asia and India, Australia, and then to Central and South America. So that took up two years. And then that was really when I was blogging a lot. And, you know, it had become much easier. Yeah. And it was around this time that I got social media. I think I got social media in 2012. It was a little bit late to the mm. game with that. Um, but then 2013, I made the switch to um, WordPress. And it was also in 2013 that I was like, oh, wait a second. So you mean what I've been doing for 10 years is actually a huge industry and people are making tons of money and being sent on press trips. Like I had no idea. I was just happily, blissfully in my little bubble of writing and posting pictures. And I didn't even know about Google Analytics or I didn't mm. even know how people were coming to my site. I just enjoyed it and didn't really look at like I had no way of tracking that. And I noticed that I was getting more comments, but I didn't really, you know, I, I just didn't really put two and two together. And then. I started to look at the stats and was like, wait a second. Like there are quite a, you know, at that time it felt like a lot of people. It yeah. wasn't just my friends coming to my blog. Um, so what and, made you, sorry to jump in, what made you decide, oh, hey, you know what? I'm actually going to track. I, I'm curious. I'm going to start tracking my stats. Um, it actually was because I went to my very first travel blogging yeah. conference. Was it so was in, Yes, it was TVEX in Toronto in 2013. And I showed up and I felt like I should be sort of a, like a veteran of blogging because I've yeah. been doing this for 10 years. But in actuality, I was seen as a complete newbie and people mm. were dismissing me. And actually, that was a tough conference for me because I it, remember you wrote a post about it. It was really, uh -huh. really interesting because I felt exactly the same at my first TBEX, which was only uh, 2014. So, mm -hmm. which is crazy because. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we can talk about this further on, but I find, and I don't mean to at all knock TBEX or anything mm. directly. It's just, I think walking into your first conference of any kind can feel extremely overwhelming. And if you just don't meet the right people, I mean, the best thing you can do is to meet other, you know, beginner bloggers. And what yeah. I should have done is reached out to people on social media uh, first and kind of know, you know, knew a few people. Instead, I walked into this conference of a thousand people or whatever it was, and I didn't know anybody. Mm. And I was listening in on these talks and people were saying, oh, this is how you monetize and we won't work with anybody unless they have this many thousand followers. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, what? But I have a, I have a solid audience. Maybe it's small, but so it's a little bit um, frustrating. And then that's when I realized, like, oh, maybe I should kind of look at some of these things. But to be honest, even since then, I've gone to God knows how many travel blogging conferences since. I've, I've been to five TBEXs now. Mm. Um I still don't really care about that stuff because in my heart, I don't believe that that should be 
the core of um, of my blog personally. I yeah. completely understand other people who blog um, and got into blogging to make money and really want to run a business, but that's never. I think because I started so long ago, it's just a part of who I am. Yeah, and if I can kind of change it so that it does become a business and it, I mean it is but that it one day is you know solely the way that yeah. I I make money and everything like great but that's not my aim so yeah. it was um it was interesting like in 2013 then I moved to London and I began a master's degree and it just so happens I think that that sort of coincided with um you know my writing got better and I I was um producing better content, I believe. And then my social media started to grow. And then, um, by the next year, again, I didn't really use any of these tactics. I just really focused on producing the best content I could. I wasn't, you know, using shady social media tactics mm. or anything. I just really focused on the content and then it did start to grow. And then, and you already um, had I started... a good audience as well, I guess. Yeah. A good engaged did, audience. Yeah. So it wasn't like building it from scratch. No, exactly. I had all those years and a, a really solid community already. So that was great. But then being in London, I did go to a lot more travel blogging events and connected with a lot of other travel bloggers and people in the industry. So I slowly started to learn these things and pick up a lot of it as I went. So now, four years later, I do feel a lot more uh, confident and I, I know a lot more about blogging and and I know the tactics I should be using I don't necessarily yeah. <laughs> use them <laughs> but I know what I should be doing in order to grow my blog but um so it's been a really long journey and I've been sort of traveling throughout and you know but it's it's exactly the journey that I wanted to take because I didn't I'm so glad that I didn't start a blog thinking oh I, I'm going to be the biggest blogger out there and I'm yeah. going to you know a business and I speak to and I hear from new bloggers a lot and they say I just don't get it I've been doing this for six months or I've been yeah, doing this for yeah, yeah. I don't have followers or I don't I'm not being offered press trips yeah. think, all right well, yeah. <laughs> I've been 14 years like it takes time and mm. that's another thing you know with blogging nobody's journey is the same nobody will be able to use the same tactics exact same tactics as somebody else and see the same growth or success yeah. Um, everyone's story is going to be different yeah. and it's going to take time and effort and tons and tons of money and hours. And, you know, I think that's why a lot of people try to really get into this industry, but you, you see the people who succeed in it are the ones who stick around. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've taken a different route in yeah. that technically, yes, I make all of my money. My entire living comes from the fact that I'm a travel blogger. Yeah. However, I've done it differently. I don't have ads on my blog. I just made $4 this week on Amazon Affiliates. So it. I realized I could buy myself gin, <laughs> gin and tonic later. Do you know what? So yeah, actually so really I don't hard make. to do that. So you should be bloody proud. <laughs> Amazon Affiliates are tight as assholes. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was, yeah, I, I earned very little and I, I know I need to get more into affiliates. But even then, I don't want to have, a, you know, each blog post be full of yeah. affiliates and stuff. Cause it's, again, that's just not my style. And my blogging style has always been, I just want to write whatever I want to write. And sorry, I just suddenly realized, and <laughs> can I swear? In this oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely fine. You Cause I swear it. so much when I'm speaking and I was about to say, I just want to write whatever the fuck I want to you write. Know, and I thought, absolutely. Oh God, what this is like, 
like television or something and I'm going to get fined for it. will have an explicit um, tag on it. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's fine. You oh, go great. for it. <laughs> um, I should. Okay. Thank you. But it's true. I, I just want to write what I want to write. And, and that's the thing is, and I was just talking to one of my favorite bloggers, one of my closest friends, Onika from Onika the Traveler. We talk every day actually um, about blogging and life and other things um and actually just this morning we were saying to each other like why is it that we need to write a post about something let's say we do a press trip or if we've been asked to write for another site we just sit there and think like oh i don't really know what to say (laughs) but then when we want to write you know i can write six thousand eight thousand words about something else that i'm passionate about and that so it's for me that's why i don't want to take a lot of press trips and i don't want to have a lot of um traditional partnerships in that way um so much respect for the people that produce just the most amazing content after they've been on a press trip throughout the press trip before the press trip after the press trip it's exhausting yeah and I mean that's it's I never want to come across as sounding ungrateful like oh boohoo you get you know sent on these beautiful trips but there's a big difference between what you're talking about a blogger press trip Mm. where there's a group of bloggers together and sometimes, I mean, that's so much fun where you know the people mm. and you go and hang out and have a great time. But then I am also aware that all five of us, whatever, are going to be potentially writing the same content. Yeah. And so now I've tried to gear any trips more that they're independent trips. Yeah. So I work directly with the tourism board or a company, whatever it may be. And then I kind of can cater the trip a little bit more. So, um, for example, I went to um, Scotland uh, in March, oh, yeah. uh, with Visit Britain and they kind of just gave me a budget yeah. and, you know, Visit Britain with Expedia and they gave me a budget. Um, and that was really nice then to do that because I could plan the trip myself yeah. and then, you know, create the content after. And that was the ideal way. So, I mean, I still will take those blogger trips, but not with the same regularity that I used to just because yeah. I realize um, it's also not fair than, for the tourism board or whoever who's sending me because I don't feel that I'm producing my best content yeah. sometimes. So, I think they get a so good deal I, out of it as well when they have a bespoke trip because the content that you produce, yeah, like you say, it's going to be bespoke. It's going to be way more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to go back to um, one of the, which I think is probably one of the lessons that you le- have learned in blogging when you were talking about the first TVEX that you went, when you were, you know, really established and you, you were already, you know, you knew your voice, you already had a blog, you already had a community, but coming into that and actually being a small fish in a big pond almost, um, Mm -hmm. what, what was the main lesson you learned out of that? Because obviously afterwards, that's when you started, um, tracking your blog stats and et cetera, et cetera, becoming more I say uh, professional in air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to be professional, sadly, but um, <laughs> in any aspect of my life. Um, but, um, yeah, it was more just, like, curiosity. Mm. Because people were talking about it, I thought, well, wait a second. What What is going on with my blog? I don't even know these mm. things. Like, I didn't even – I didn't know what SEO was. Yeah. I didn't – like, I just – didn't get it. And when I look back and this is where I kind of kicked myself a little bit that I'd written so much content already on my blog, but had just not optimized it at all for Google because I didn't, I would write a cute, fun, rhyming title or something like that just because yeah. I thought it's 
good um, instead of thinking, well, what are the SEO benefits? Again, I'm glad that I took that that journey because it did teach me. And I am glad that I was sort of naive and well, very naive in, in a lot of what I was doing in those early days um, because it was more enjoyable and I didn't stress out too much. I could just worry about building this community. But, um, you know, I think the my first conference, it was, yeah, it was just more curiosity and it was interesting to see what other people were doing and sort of where I, I stood. Um, and then that conference was really good in that it opened, you know, my eyes to the industry and, and kind of introduced me to some ideas that were happening. So I felt a little bit more prepared than when I did start to get offers, yeah. you know, trips or, um, I didn't even really understand what sponsored posts were. Yeah. Like I didn't understand. I was like, why do they, that, cause I didn't know about SEO. I was like, why do they care about my links? Like, you know, now there's so much information, almost, I would, I would say too much information yeah, about blogging agree. online. Um, I mean, I've already, I've thrown my, oh, me too, <laughs> you know, my me too, but... as well. But, <laughs> no, but I know what you so mean. Much. There's a lot of noise even out there, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But when I was starting, when I, 2012, even 2013, there wasn't mm. that much information. So I didn't know a lot of what was going on. So I think that that conference was really great in that regard. And it also introduced me to a couple of people, um, a couple bloggers who then kind of connected me with people in London. And then I could introduce myself and get to know the blogging scene in London. And I think the number one thing is... Uh, or I, I probably say the number one thing a lot. So there's probably a lot of number ones. One <laughs> of the <laughs> the top things that um, bloggers should do, regardless of, of what kind of blogger you are or, um, you know, how, if you are just getting started or if you've been around for years is to get to know other bloggers. Yeah. And, you know, you'd be surprised at how you can find these communities, even in smaller cities. Um, and of course the online community is worldwide. So to reach out to people and chat to them, cause it was really, and to this day, the information and the, the things that I learn and, and everything that really goes on in the industry, pretty much all of it, I learned from other bloggers. And we, you know, as I said, I spoke to Anika this morning, like we all chat and we all kind of tell each other things. And I mean, you will run into people I'm sure who don't want to share that information because they see it as competition. But mm. I think because as I said earlier, we're all on our own journey and we all have different stories that just because one thing works for you as a blogger, doesn't mean it's going to work for me. So I think a lot of bloggers, at least my friends, you know, we just kind of share and compare notes and stuff. So I think that that conference is really good in that way. Cause I didn't know, um, I, I knew only a handful of other bloggers. Actually, I just like, met them in real life yeah. while traveling so that's how I knew <laughs> other bloggers but remember like when people didn't connect yeah. on social media <laughs> I remember that. Like, met in a hospital <laughs> yeah, but um I think that's a really really good lesson as well actually connecting um in real life as it were or online whatever like that yeah there definitely will be people that don't want to share but there's so many more that do mm-hmm. um I've found the same thing just uh meeting people especially in London Mm-hmm. um and at traverse conferences and yeah such yeah, a lovely traverse, community yeah traverse is really great and you know i've always had a, a really great time at traverse and um and also travel massive so yes. travel massive, yeah. they have chapters all over the world yeah. so if 
you're getting started or if you need to, you know, want to know people, even if you're not a blogger, but if you just are interested in travel, I think they're great. And I've met a lot of people that way. And, uh, yeah, travel message is a great one, actually. Mm -hmm. So much fun. And so drunken. It's great. (laughs) I mean, you don't have to drink. It's fine. But yeah, if you like drinking, it's great. (laughs) Yeah, they can be a little bit, uh, bit messy. How do we move on swiftly <laughs> before I start divulging? Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've always really admired about you is um, the way, if anybody who is listening doesn't already know um, Brenna's blog, This Bad Suitcase, is that although you're a travel blogger, um, you're, I don't think you would ever find an itinerary or a budget guide necessarily on your blog. You're more likely to find... Um, an amazing story about the colours of a place that you've been or um, someone you fell in love with there or I don't know like the storytelling aspect I think is really what sets you apart from other bloggers Um, not that you know the itineraries we we all need itineraries (laughs) I need them too but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. your thing is definitely your voice is very very defined and um, I wondered if that ever felt vulnerable for you sharing your stories um, from such a personal level because yeah you know you do write quite a lot about falling in love and heartbreak and a lot about your feelings around a certain country. Um, I think again you know first of all thank you that's very very (laughs) kind for you to say that's really nice Um, and I think you know, that's what's been interesting about my blog, that it doesn't really have all those itineraries or budget guides. I have one or two of them, but, um, you know, they, it's more when a lot of people have emailed me mm. that I think, okay, I should do this and I should put, and I, you know, once in a while, I like writing a guide like that, but I would much rather write, as you're saying, a story, um, or, you know, tell something about, yeah, somebody I fell in love with or, um, and, I think, again, it goes back to that, even though I can see how many people are reading my work and stuff and and reading my blog, for some reason when I write, I think because I'm reminded of being 19 and sitting on my couch in Halifax and just writing because it felt good and because I liked it, um, I weirdly, I don't feel vulnerable. In fact, I feel like it does almost the opposite for me. It makes me feel empowered and... um, like it feels I don't want to say cathartic because oh god that's quite a cliche isn't it like for me to <laughs> that's what I was oh, thinking I in my head that, you know, this, yeah it is cathartic but it, you know yeah it is I mean it's it's not like I I just love doing it so for me I love when I put together a story when I can sort of put it down in words and it does kind of crack me up sometimes when I write these you know these very romantic stories and I think I wonder what the guy would actually think if he read this and be like uh that is not how that went down like you know <laughs> Like you were thinking that the whole time. Oh my God. Like I just wanted to make out on a beach or something. So, and here I am like crafting some big, <laughs> anyway, but there, there is a little bit of poetic license. I'm going to yes, throw that out there that I have uh, slightly embellished some of what goes on or I changed, I changed the locations and people's identities so that it's not oh, too do. obvious. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I do because otherwise I, I just would never want, I mean, it might be kind of, my friends might know who I'm talking yeah. about, but I just, I think just for 
their privacy Protect because again maybe it's just some some dude i made out with on a beach in thailand maybe he doesn't want <laughs> yeah. you know twenty thousand, thirty thousand, whatever how many thousands of people are going to read the, the blog post in that month so i'm like all right um so yeah i i uh do change a little bit but um it does just feel i just enjoy writing so much so it doesn't feel and even though again i know how many people are going to read my blog in a given month it's still that number is it's bizarre to me like it doesn't that number doesn't make sense to me yeah. for me it's still just the, the the community that I can think of or the people that comments like I don't I don't know it's it's really there's sort of a, a disconnect like the yeah. number just seems like enough and that's why I've never worried about the stats because at the end of the day um and actually I was speaking to somebody last night about blogging and I, you know and she said oh I want more readers and stuff like that and I said yeah absolutely like you you need you know if you want to turn your blog into a business then of course the numbers and the visitors are going to make a difference but you need to get into it because you just love doing it because you probably won't see any return for a year or even two years or 14 years (laughs) so um but uh yeah so it's just I don't know I just I love writing and it, it feels really good to me and I try to write in some regard in every uh every day so, um, oh, I think you can tell that. Yeah. And, and when you say, um, when you moved to London and content, you were really honing your content and it got a lot better, et cetera, et cetera. And that's obviously something you're really proud of, even though, yeah, you can do, you can optimize your site as much as, you know, you can do that. Of course you can, but content is king. It really, really, really is. And you can have hundreds of thousands of people viewing your blog. And of course, those people will get opportunities. Of course they will. But if your content is a pile of crap, (laughs) those opportunities will run out really quickly. And they won't be the sort of opportunities that, you know, have any substance realistically. Um, And you can... And And I, you know... So I completely agree. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but just to say to say it. that I think a, a, a great blog is, for me, when I look at one, it's going to have that mix of you do have some posts that are optimized and mm. they're going to bring in the traffic, but then you also think who are those people coming to your blog? So if I look at, you know, I'll just talk about numbers. So if I look and I can see, okay, I had 70,000 page views last month, but how many of these people are coming in because they read one post and they get what they need out of that post. Like I have, I do have um, a budget guide to Cinque Terre. So there you go. Or, you know, <laughs> what to wear in <laughs> my one budget guide um, or what to wear in Nepal or something yeah. like that. So they come, they get the information, they leave. Cool. But what about the people who are coming because they wanted to read when I, you know, I wrote a series called uh, my month without alcohol yeah. and men my two big spices as it were. Um, but, <laughs> oops. Um, but you know, those are never going to rank in Google yeah. ever. They're, they're never, but how many of those people then I could see, you know, the readers that are coming and commenting and all this stuff and how many messages I got. When you turn that around, would you rather have all these, you know, as you're saying, like hundreds of thousands of people come and read once. Okay. Maybe, but I would much rather have a smaller, really engaged audience so that when I do turn around and I say, Oh, I've written this book. Mm. Can you, would you like to buy it? Then I'm not just speaking to all these people who have come once to my blog. I'm speaking yeah. to people who have been coming for years and, you know, have read this stuff and know that I've written it purely because I 
I want to write it. It's not, I've written it so that I can pump it full of affiliate yeah. links. Well, that's, and that, you know, again, I don't want to knock a blogger who does that, but no, not, not at all. Yeah. It's just, yeah, you're different. You're in a, a different kind of category of, um, blogging. Um, is that why, because I know Facebook is, uh, is a re- is really big for you, isn't it? Um, your Facebook community. Yeah, yeah it does. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. remember trying to convince you to be on Snapchat and you were like, no, no, <laughs> just get out of my face. Absolutely not. <laughs> Funnily enough. I More because I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do, I don't want another platform. Like I am it's turning into much. that granny. Yeah. Like, oh my God, like another thing I have to deal with. Although I have doing, I have started doing Instagram stories yes. and the reason being is because I find it so much easier that I already have that exactly. platform set up. Yeah. So I'm, that's I feel the same there. about it. Yeah. Um, but I'd really uh, and love... I've kind of given up on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah. So. I mean, I love it, but I don't. It's not somewhere that I would actively want to build a community. Um, mm-hmm. I only focus on Instagram. I don't. I, I don't even. I have a Facebook page, but it's just so that I can have my Instagram business account, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, although I always click through from Facebook to your blog posts. Do you? So there you go. Oh. I do. Yeah, that's how I often find because uh, I will follow all my favorite bloggers and then I that's how I get notified usually is Facebook uh, I do get yeah it's my third biggest source of traffic is Facebook mm-hmm. for me like with Facebook so it it's always in an, any given day Google will be my number one driver yeah. of traffic and then it's either Facebook or Pinterest depending yeah. on what I've posted on Facebook I don't even use Pinterest which is awful this is one of my big things <laughs> I think I've failed and another thing that I would recommend to people is get on Pinterest because yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where definitely. you can really drive people but that's something I'm very behind on but I still get a lot because I've create I still create those pinnable images for certain blog posts so I still that's get enough. traffic from Pinterest which is nice but yeah imagine, oh my I, God, it, yeah Yours would go mad if you were on Pinterest as well, though. We've gone off on a tangent, but actually, yes. <laughs> how important do you think it is in terms of it? Well, it kind of comes back to the same thing, because what I was going to say about Facebook is that, um, and this goes for your Instagram and your blog as well, different to quite a lot of people. And you get you get a lot of comments per blog post. You mm-hmm. reply to every single one. Um, yeah. And... I wondered, is that something that you've always done? And you do it on Instagram as well, I think. Yes. Yeah. Since 2003, I've responded to every comment that I've ever received on my blog, Facebook, or Instagram. If I haven't, it's because I've missed it. Yeah, it's because sure. I just haven't seen it. Or I've maybe it's just been like a really bizarre comment. Well, if it's a really bizarre comment, I usually don't allow it. So I've had a few strange ones come through in my day. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's been a big thing for me. So I would say per week, that's I, I would say I'm responding to comments between five to 10 hours a week. Yeah, because I can imagine that that takes up a lot of time. Um, mm-hmm. But I do the same. Um, mm-hmm. But I see a lot of other people who don't do it and there's no judgment for them not doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't think, Oh my God, that's terrible. I just think, God, you must, you know, you get a lot of comments, whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, is that something that you, so you started doing it from the beginning. So mm-hmm. is it just a habit to you now? 
And is it something um, you would recommend other people do on their blogs? Because I personally yeah. think it's really important to respond to. I think it's extremely important. And I think that it's time very well spent. Mm. And not only that, it's enjoyable to me. I love it. So I look at it twofold. Number one, um, how do you expect to cultivate a community? And how do you expect to have people want to follow you and want to keep commenting and want to stay engaged if they know that if they comment, you're never going to respond. And I understand, you know, there are some bloggers that just get insane amount of comments and I get that. But even then, if you get that many comments, then I know that sounds awful, but maybe there, there are ways, you know, you can hire a VA or something just even write thank you or something. Um, but I feel it's so important for, um, to do that, to cultivate a, a good engaged community and to create that loyalty and, and just to be, you know, then kind of going to the second point, just, I want to respond. I want, if somebody has taken the time, like I get some amazing, really insightful, sometimes really heartbreaking comments on my, on my poster. People have also shared their stories. I want to respond to that mm. because this person has reached out and done this. Sometimes, on some of my posts, I actually don't know what to say. Yeah. It's sometimes it gets, it can be really, um, quite sad. Some of the comments that I get, you know, about heartbreak or, or certain things, certain aspects that I've written about. But, you know, I tried to respond because I just feel that's what it is. That's what you do. Somebody yeah. sends you a message. I'm, I'm pretty terrible with email. I have to admit, I can let my inbox really <laughs> overflow and I had to kind of, um, I took away Facebook messaging on my page because it was just getting out of control. Yeah. The, between Instagram and Instagram stories and email and the blog comments and Facebook and Twitter. It just, I, I just had to eliminate one of them. Yeah. Um, and a few people have said to me, Oh, you should just outsource that. Just get somebody to respond to all the comments for you. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I always feel a little bit weird about like, Oh, my brand is. And I remember when I went to that TVX in 2013, somebody said, you have to think about what's best for your brand. I was like, what? I'm not a brand. Like, I will never be a brand. Like, that's, you know, how corporate, ugh, like, you know. And then, um, but I realize now that, yeah, it is a brand. And part of my brand, as it were, is that I am going to be personable, you know, yeah. personable and, yeah. and genuine. And I, I, w- I could never personally um, outsource responding to comments. It just wouldn't work that way. And I, I have to admit, I am really proud of the comments that I get on the blog because there are a lot. And I have spoken to readers who I've later met in person and they say, yeah, for sure. That's why I want to keep commenting. Cause I know that we'll have a dialogue. Yeah. Um, and even for me, when I read a blog post and if I scroll through and I see a bunch of comments and the bloggers are responding, then I'm usually not motivated to leave a comment. Yeah. Same. Uh, yeah. I feel completely the same. Um, and I think it's a bit of a lost start actually. Um, one of the things probably for newer bloggers, um, a pressure might be to ha- to be on every single social media platform um, and then maybe that means that they're not actually spending enough time cultivating a community. But you touched on the mm-hmm. fact that how can you even expect to have a thriving community if you're just not checking in with them, you're not tending to them, <laughs> you know, like a plant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it's yeah, really important think... just how if you only mm-hmm. have time for your blog and Instagram, or you only have time for your blog and Facebook, just have those two things and really boss those, those exactly. two things. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, for me too, I see social media 
social media is amazing, but it's a very tricky, as we know, very, very tricky thing. And we have no control over a lot of it. We've all seen what can happen with mm. algorithms. Um, you know, like my Instagram just yes. basically just collapsed in on itself with, with algorithms. And, um, and it's just now social media. I mean, yes, there are people who really have incredible audiences and they produce great content, but unfortunately the majority of social media out there is fake. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of fake followers. People buy their followers. People do the horrible follow unfollow mm -hmm. game, um, repeatedly. And so I just think, well, what is that community then? Like, what are those communities and how are you ever going to, again, it comes back to that number thing that, okay, great. You have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, but you either bought them mm. or you follow a thousand people a day and unfollowed a thousand people the next day until yeah. you got that hundred thousand. What is the value of that community? Yeah. And I just think, you know, I, I just am really against, um, anything like that where it's, it's fake because it's pointless. Even, you know, and that's why I think working with microbloggers is, is so smaller as it were yeah. in terms of those numbers. Uh, bloggers is, can be so beneficial because I would much rather work with somebody. Now I'm just speaking from an industry side, much rather work with somebody who has a smaller number, but a really engaged, loyal following of course you know like why why would i work with someone with a hundred thousand but they only get 500 likes or even a thousand likes on a photo yeah. versus somebody who has twenty thousand, but they get you know three thousand likes on a photo or tons of comments or people really follow along so it's it's um i mean as i said a lot of his algorithms we can't really even tell anymore but personally i think that instagram for example is is a bubble yeah. and eventually it's going to burst and you know what hasn't ever burst and what's been around the whole time <laughs> blogging, blogging yes been, good point people keep saying that blogging is dying and that oh my god no one has the capacity anymore to read anything past 500 words and like you know fuck that come on yeah. it's reading <laughs> because uh, it just pisses me off so much because i'm i'm writing six thousand yeah words, eight thousand word posts and my blog is growing yeah you're proof so, that people can read past 500 words because yeah yeah, you just have to know, you know, you just have to understand. And, and, you know, if anything, I would say, take some writing classes, then and, mm. and get, you know, so that you understand a little bit more about writing. Um, but it's, yeah, it, it, I think so many people are so focused on Instagram right now. And it just, it's not necessarily the smartest. If everybody's numbers keep going up, then it, it just isn't going to make sense anymore. The industry won't, you know, people are going to turn around and say, well, I'm not going to spend this on anybody. So I just don't think it's, as always, you need to diversify yeah, your platform and just have, you know, understand that you need to be thinking of a few different ways yeah. to grow your business. It can't just be one thing. Yeah. Sorry, I'm on a huge tirade against like, no, not at all. <laughs> and all this stuff, but it does, you know, it, it can really kind of no, get me. I think it's um, really interesting because you're currently going through a similar, well, It'll make sense when I finish the sentence <laughs> blogging journey to me <laughs> in yeah. terms of you never really wanted to be a blogger that writes about blogging, but actually there's really annoying stuff that's, you know, that, or, or there's things that you're passionate about in terms of blogging that you, that you want to share with other new mm. bloggers because maybe gossiping. That's... I like to gossip. Yeah. Let's just call yeah. it what it is. I like to pull the back <laughs> and say, look at all the bullshit that yeah. is happening in this industry. So I just like exposing that because it, you know, people, I don't want a, a new blogger to come in and say, I don't get it. Why am I not growing? Or, yeah. you know, 
And I, I hate, you know, I just read a thing yesterday where somebody was recommending to do the follow. No. no follow. Oh. And they were like, that's, that's the best way to get ahead. And I was like, mm. but for what? Like, mm. it just doesn't. You know, so it's, yeah, it's, I like to just, I, I never thought I'd write about blogging, but actually I find it quite enjoyable and yeah. people seem to get a kick out of it. And I, yeah, I think it's really nice for it's, it. And if anyone hasn't read uh, Brenna's post on it, you've got some brilliant ones. Everything you know about Facebook and Instagram. The Instagram post was the like was absolutely brilliant because you were so bang on oh, and and introduced me to Social Blade, <laughs> which I've lost many hours. Social to. Blade is amazing. Oh my god, it's so I good. Know. And I, you've got a unique kind of perspective as well because you've worked on the other side um in kind of influencer outreach and working yeah. with brands and consulting etc etc big brands like Expedia um mm-hmm. so you know what to look for in a blogger and what what brands are looking for in a blogger what they actually are looking for in a blogger when they work mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. so for any new bloggers out there they should really go and read your post because um um, yeah, yeah. And I have. I mean, I do give a lot of talks now, and I have been getting more into that consultancy and working with not only um, DMOs or tourism boards. So, sorry, destination marketing organizations. Um, just in case anyone doesn't know, because I didn't know what a DMO I didn't was know. a few yeah. years ago. Yeah, I think um, I only found out like last year. I actually, now that I say it out loud, I'm like, oh my god, is that actually what it is? <laughs> Did I say that correctly? Yes, well, it is. okay, okay. Um, you're like, you're just so used to hearing certain things, and you're like, what does that actually stand for? Um, but yeah, so I have now been working, and what's really interesting is more and more, I am telling people about all these things, and and people, you know, I hear from bloggers all the time, like, oh, but what does it matter, you know? tourism boards and brands they just want the numbers and it's like mm, more and more of them are wising up to what's mm. going on and that a lot of it is fake so more and more of them actually are you know aware and they want to work with authentic people and they'd rather have those loyal followings so i'm glad that that more um people on the other side because i have now worked in the industry for almost four years so um yeah i can see i can see the shift that people are seeing like i don't care if this person has a hundred thousand their engagement is terrible or they don't have any comments on this or you know so um yeah it is i'm hoping (laughs) little you know dmo by dmo we can (laughs) yeah but i think the conversation is changing isn't it you can tell it's it's out there at the moment that people are talking more about authenticity and blogging and it's all you can say like i feel like now we're talking all the all the negative stuff when actually blogging is so fantastic Mm. and i really think that you know sticking with being genuine, being authentic. And as you said, you know, creating amazing content because content will win at the end of the day. And, um, it will be around unlike social media that will, it disappears and it, you know, drops out of people's feeds. If you write a really great story that can be seen by people for, I'll say forever for the length of the internet, however long, (laughs) (laughs) whatever the apocalypse happens, I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, that that's, what's really amazing about blogging and that, it just, it's such a great community. And, and if you do it, I think to, if you focus on those numbers too much and if you really compare yourself to too many other people, it just is going to drive you mad, yeah. you know, and, and I think you just need to 
stick to what you love, as you said, focus on the blog and the other, you know, another platform or two that you really, really love and, and try not to feel too much pressure. And, you know, the only person you should really be comparing yourself to is yourself. It yeah. sounds cheesy, but no, it's true. You know, when I ever, when I write down like, Oh, what would be my goals? I mean, I've done it once or twice. So I don't do it very often. <laughs> what would be my goals for my blog? Well, cause it's just, I don't really like to, again, look at the numbers, but I only look at myself. If I go and look yeah. at another blogger who is on a completely different trajectory and, and is, you know, is a lot more successful. I can tell like they have much higher stats and I say, Oh, why am I not like her? Then it's like, that doesn't make sense. Cause we've had a different storyline and she's really good at one thing. Maybe I'm really good at something else. It just, you can't compare yourself in that way. You have yeah. to just, you know, focus on yourself and focus on what you're doing. And at the end of the day, you have to love it. You have to love what you're doing. Cause if you don't like it, then why are you doing it? Yeah. It's, you have to get into it because you just love doing it. If further down the road, you can start to, you know, turn more into a air quote professional uh, travel blogger and, and start to get things out of it, then that's fantastic. But I think, you know, you need to think about it and, and realize that you may never make any money out of it or yeah. get anything out of it. And if you're okay with that, then that, yes, start, start doing it. So for all of the listeners... So me, my mom, <laughs> um, my in-laws. That's how everything starts. That's how my, my last journal that was actually called Boogie Two Shoes. Amazing. My initial, I kid you not, that was my first name on the internet. Thanks that for listening to shoes. what she Anyone said. Google it. And if you like this episode or any of the other episodes, please think about giving me a lovely rating on iTunes. I really appreciate Anybody it. Out there, um, if you want to connect where, with me, head over to my blog, wanderloose.com, or hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, or um, Pinterest. Yeah, where so I'm don't look up Boogie Two Shoes. How embarrassing. Um, so it's and um, on both Facebook and Instagram, it's this battered suitcase as well. On Twitter, um, it's actually suitcase Brenna because unfortunately, this battered suitcase is too long of a handle. But um, yeah, on the blog, uh, what am I working on right now? I have a few things in the pipeline. I'm actually trying to figure out a new redesign, which is yeah, like being in exciting. Dante's Inferno. It's so <laughs> so oh, painful. Oh it really is. I'm just so but um yeah so i'm i'm just going to be putting out this month a few more stories i'm looking to do a new series as well i really love kind of doing series of things so um yeah just more long form writing more i'm going to do a couple more posts about blogging coming up and then i'm actually taking off um i'm going to africa for six weeks uh, yeah of course. so i will have a lot of content and a lot of photos on instagram um from kenya rwanda uganda and tanzania thanks for listening to what she said and if you like this episode or any of the other episodes please think about giving me a lovely rating on itunes i really appreciate it if you want to connect with me head over to my blog wanderloose.com or hit me up on twitter instagram or pinterest where i'm at wanderloose blog <laughs>